Thank you to everybody who did uh, come and help uh, at that time. It was just fantastic to be there and to see what God is doing. I'm, if you don't already know, I'm, I'm Steve Whittington and I help uh, lead the church here at Jubilee. And if you're a visitor with us, thank you so much for coming. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at what does it mean to be Jubilee Church? What is the DNA of Jubilee? Uh, DNA determines what, who we are and also what we look like in the coming years. If you're married or got a partner, just have a look at them, all right, or somebody you know around them, then think about their mother, their father, all right? Some of you are chuckling because DNA means you're going to end up probably looking a bit like them, you know. Um, I hope you understood that when you started your relationship. But unlike human DNA, which actually doesn't change, you can often tell straight away when visiting a church or spending time with a church leader what the DNA is. Because church DNA is shaped by the foundational teaching of the church and the outworking of its leaders and members. And at Jubilee, we want our DNA to be determined by God's word and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the verses that we founded our church upon are help us to build, and they're, f- they're found in Isaiah 61, particularly verses 1 to 4, and I'm going to remind us of them again. It says this, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to provide for all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. So to help summarize and work out our DNA, we have four values that we've drawn from this passage and they're on display the side of me. We at Jubilee want to be a church that is spirit-receiving, People reaching, potential releasing, and community restoring. And of course, all these values interlink and cross over one another. So maybe as we've been preaching the last couple of weeks, as I preach today and next week, you think, well, I've already heard some of that already. Well, that's good, because receiving, reaching, releasing, restoring should be in the DNA of everything we do as a church. A couple of weeks ago, Phil shared on what it means as a church to be spirit-receiving. And we do want to be a church where the Holy Spirit is active in our midst. We want to encourage his activity in our meetings, in our everyday lives, so that we can be more effective for God. What that should look like, then, is on our Sundays, as we've already had people sharing what they feel God is saying to them. If we could go to the slide, there we go, brilliant. It's a bit small, unfortunately, on there. With a priority placed on preaching the word of God. In our small groups, our growth groups, our other activities during the week, we want them to be full of the Holy Spirit. 
where people are praying, ministering to one another, sending us out into our communities and our families with the gospel. A church full of outreach where we're filled with the Holy Spirit to tell others about him and training and equipping and teaching people how they can be good news to their community with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then last week, Mark Rothery stepped in and preached a week early. So we've jumped to three. Joel hasn't done the slides, Ron. You're doing a great job, Joel. The reason being is I double-booked myself last week. Do you ever double-book yourself? I double-booked myself preaching. So I was actually with River City last week. I had a great time there. So Mark stepped in, so we jumped to potential releasing. We want to be a church that wants to see everyone experience the freedom that Christ can bring so that we can purposely use all the gifts and talents that God has given us. So in Jubilee, what, again, that means releasing people into leadership, releasing the gifts that people have to be used effectively in our small group life, in our social action as we seek to reach out into our communities, releasing all that God has for us. And with particular desire and aim to touch the 0 to 18s, our students and 20s, because they're the ones that God is raising up in this generation as well to bring good news and to bring good news. That if we begin to touch the age group more and more, we're setting people's destiny for their future. Well, this morning we're coming to what I want to be sharing about is what does it mean to be a people-reaching church? We're a church that seeks to proclaim and live out the good news of Jesus to the many and varied communities and cultures of the city of Hull, the region, and across the world. It's only a small little vision, that. And that comes from that first verse we read in Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. Turn to your neighbour and say, You're to proclaim good news news. The Holy Spirit comes upon us to proclaim, to speak out, to reach out with the good news of Jesus. And folks, we have incredible news to share, don't we? That Jesus Christ has been singing about this morning. The Son of God came to earth to die on a cross, taking all our sin, all our wrongdoing, all our punishment, death, hell, separation from God. Because the Bible says we're all like sheep that have been led astray. We've all gone our own way. We've all turned our backs on God. And because of that, we're cut off from God. We're separate from him. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not have to die, should not have to be punished, should not have to go to hell, but instead receive the eternal life that God has for us. We can receive this forgiveness from Jesus who died on a cross but also rose again from the dead. Incredible news that we can receive everlasting life. The Bible says we can receive life in all its fullness, we have the good news to share with everyone. I always like to point out when I read that verse, have we got that verse, Joel, up on the screen? I think we skipped it. 
we could bring it back up. It says, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Everyone without Christ, of course, is spiritually poor. And everyone needs to hear this gospel. We need to preach this good news to all. The Bible says we need to call all people to repentance, to turn away from their wrongdoing and receive the forgiveness of Christ. However, the materially poor are mentioned over 2,000 times in the Bible, and God cares for them and our responsibility towards it. That's why at Jubilee, we do have a bias to the poor, to those most in need in our communities. That is why we're so passionate at supporting the homeless, the isolated, those with mental health issues, the lonely, the excluded, the vulnerable, the addicted, those who are often forgotten or neglected in our city. So in our people reaching, what does Jubilee, what should it begin more and more to look like? On a Sunday, we want our services to be welcoming, to be loving, to welcome people in from the varied and different cultures of our city. Can we go to the next slide, Joel, please? From all different backgrounds. We want our social action, the things that we do, to reach out and care for people. We want to keep growing them, making them more succinct and successful, introducing people then into the life of the church. That's why it's so important as we do our life college, as we're up there in North Hull, as we do the toddler group. The great news is this. The toddler group is serving the community, but the team there is talking about Jesus and about the love he has for people, introducing them, to him that's so important for us and then we're committed to planting churches to reach people with the gospel now of course there are many ways that we can share the gospel and of course it always starts with us speaking and sharing the good news to those around us Hannah Degay preached on Missioner just a few weeks ago and she brilliantly reminded us what that means to do we have a city and a world to reach And therefore, our desire at Jubilee, as we outreach, is therefore to plant new churches, like we did with this church 13 years ago. It's wonderful on our Alpha course uh, yesterday, and we're going to come back to that, to see people coming to know Jesus from Latvia (laughs) and other places and Hull. Why did God call us here? There were different churches. There's so many great churches across the city, but God called us to plant because it's the most effective way to reach people with the gospel. And as people come to know Jesus, you say, thank you, God, that we came, that we served this city. The story from the book of Acts, the Acts, book of Acts is in the Bible. It talks about the early church. And what we see there, there's a bunch of disorganized fishermen, a tax collector, They had no mass technology, no rapid modes of transport, but they spread the gospel effectively. How could they enter a town they'd never visited and find that their reputation as influential world changers had already gone before them? The answer was this, they planted churches. Everywhere they went, they made disciples and formed new communities of faith. Paul was sent on his first missionary journey, a convert to Christ. 
And Jerusalem was, of course, the birthplace of the first church as the Holy Spirit came on the upper room. Then persecution came to the Christians there and it scattered believers throughout the Roman Empire. And Some of those disciples travelled to the island of Cyprus because in Acts 18 we discover that disciples went from Cyprus and Serene to Antioch and then they planted a church. Later in Acts 13, the church in Antioch obeyed the Holy Spirit and then sent out Paul and Barnabas again to go again on mission and plant churches. And Paul started churches everywhere he went, including places such as Ephesus. Ephesus was the parent church that then planted many other churches and references, actually, even in the first few chapters of the book of Revelation. Planting churches was the norm for a healthy movement of churches. And we at Jubilee, that's the DNA that we have. As we were planted, as we seek to plant churches, as part of our family of regions beyond, we're seeking to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're doing it in the most effective way by planting new churches of community that will then reach out to their communities and see people saved. At the moment, we're, seeing, we're planting a new church every two weeks in our family of churches across the world. Seeing hundreds and hundreds coming to faith. And like that church in Ephesus that was a base of church planting, God has called us here at Jubilee to be a base, to be a resource church that will then send people out. Over the years, we've had many prophetic words and pictures about what God wants to do through us here in Jubilee. There have been pictures of us growing and planting out several churches locally and further afield. Last month, I received a prophetic word from a South African woman called Janet Brand Hollis, who has international ministry. And she was at our Regions Beyond uh, meeting in London. And this is what, some of what she said. I just condensed it down. And she was prophesying over me, doesn't know me. You're not called to just one work within the city, but many works. I see it growing. The house churches within your city growing. I see these pockets, these communities of lights all around. The Lord is saying, cast your vision higher. The Lord says, I will give you everything you need. Here I am from Hull, well, from Brighton originally, but I'm a Hullite now, I think. Never met me. Is prophesying again about what God has called us to do, to plant churches, communities of faith. To be what God has called us to be is to helpful to see what it looks like for us. And the model that the church, the Bible gives us, is this Ephesus church that was a base for mission and church planting. So let's look a bit about this church in Ephesus and the place where it was located. See, Ephesus was a leading sort of commercial city in a place called Asia, Minor. I think we've got the map that we can show. The capital city of Roman province of Asia. It was renowned for worship of Artemis. And there was loads of occult and black magic and bad stuff going on in that place. Paul had visited once, but didn't feel it was right to stay. But he left this amazing couple, Priscilla and Aquila, male and female, who began to work in their community, began to raise up people, began to preach the gospel. They were joined by Apollos. And then Paul later returns to Ephesus 
It's a city of over 240,000. How, how big's Hull? About 250,000. And he stayed there for two and a half years. And Ephesus became a strategic base for establishing churches right across the province of Asia. See, Paul was convinced the time was right to change this renowned, often pagan city into a centre for establishing churches throughout the whole Roman province of Asia and beyond. As Jubilee Church, if we're to be people-reaching, then we're going to have to increase what God does among us to resource all that God wants to do, to be a base like the Ephesian church. So what can we learn from the Ephesian church and what's that going to look like as we continue to move into all that God has called us as Jubilee Church? Well, the first thing we can learn about this church is it was this. It was a church that modelled New Testament values. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 7 says this, and you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and another place which I can't say, the Lord's message rang out from you. What Paul does, he builds a strong, influential church with a leadership team he has every confidence in. In Jubilee, we're continuing to build capacity and leaders here to send and to stay and to strengthen and to go. I'm so thrilled we had another elders meeting on Sunday with Dan and uh, Phil and Mark as elders of our church and I have every confidence in them as they care for and as they help strengthen what we're doing as we're appointed elders as we're beginning to raise up other leaders and as I travel more to strengthen churches right across the nation and the world I know that Jubilee is on a secure base Paul also leaves a model of how apostolic ministry works he was both relational, caring, people loved him, but he also equipped them to stand by themselves. And the church was a model. It's a funny thing. Who'd, who'd ever wanted to be a model? Nobody's going to admit it. <laughs> Who thinks they should be a model? There we go. Yeah, right at the back there. You know, we did have a model in our church. He's now gone. He's called Kester McQueen. And he had loads of photographs taken. And Kester was very modelly. But it was a model and people looked to him. But we're to be a model as a church. An example, when people look at us, not for fashion, not for, oh, I love those clothes, so I'm going to buy them, but to see what are the qualities that God wants to create in us and do. Do you know, we have regularly, regularly people call up, ring. Again, we had three people visit this week, to hear about what God is doing in our city through Jubilee, to talk about the work that we're doing in our community. I'm again speaking at another conference in Bristol about what God is doing among us. It's incredible. A small church in an often forgotten northern city is beginning to be an example to follow. Now, we've got much to learn. We make lots of mistakes along the way, and that's part of helping people. Don't make the same mistakes as us. But God is using this church, us, together, and increasing our visibility. What else about this church? It was a base from which the whole of Asia Minor was reached. See, Ephesus was known for being a hub, and there were sort of 230 independent communities. How many people here live in Long Hill? Hands up. 
Do you live in Long Hill? Who lives on East Hull? Who lives on Brandstown? Who lives uh, in West Hull? Who lives near Hessel Road? Who lives, uh, where else shall we go? Uh, Hedden, Withensea, near Withensea, Kingham. We've got loads of different communities in Hull and around Hull. Hull is just a basic, a whole load of villages. Some of them are a bit closer. Some of them are more beautiful and have nice, beautiful land around them. But right across our region, there's villages, towns and cities that need to hear the gospel and churches planted. And we're called, as Jubilee, to reach these people. I have the joy of helping now to lead the northern hub. That's our northern churches in regions beyond our growing sense of family together and also help lead the European team. And together we have a growing vision to plant churches, particularly in the UK and across Europe. And we see here Asia Minor is evangelised, church is established. What an opportunity we have here to reach this region with the gospel. The third thing about this place of Ephesus, it was a centre for apostolic teaching. Paul developed a school of discipleship. It was actually called the School of Tyrannus and met from 11 to 4. People were trained and equipped for the mission. You know, as we move into all that God has for us, we're committed to training and equipping people to plant churches, to be effective in their communities, to lift the needy from the ashes and to seat them with the princes. We gathered last week in Selby, there's a very attractive woman at the top there. Just have a look at her for a moment. That's my wife up there, by the way. Guess which one she is. The most attractive one on the picture. Hey, Josh. Eh? So we gathered last week in Selby from across the northern region's churches to encourage and train leaders. We took time to provide more opportunities for connection and equipping. And we're longing to do more of that. I know particularly in Josh's heart, is to, to be a training base for church planting here. Maybe for people who are taking a year out to train people, to equip them, to then send out. It also was a church that confronted and challenged the culture and worldview. It had established an alternative kingdom that impacted the wider city. Strongholds were challenged in Ephesus as they confronted the false gods, that even riots occurred as that was being confronted. They weren't prepared to allow opposition to waste their time. There was too much at stake. We are very well liked in most quarters. Some people don't like Jubilee. Some Christians don't like Jubilee. Some officials don't Jubilee. Some businesses just outside the door don't particularly like Jubilee. We want to love people. We want to get on with people. But there are times when persecution and challenge will come because we're here to confront this city's self-sufficiency. Sometimes it's poverty mentality, it's addictions, it's racism, it's division. And we do this as we reach the gospel, as we break down barriers, as we call people to repentance, as we begin again to say, there is only one way that you can know Jesus. There's only one way to God. And that's going to upset and challenge people. Not that we don't love people and accept people for where they're at. But there's only one way you can know forgiveness. That's through the person of Jesus Christ. 
And it's interesting, even in this Ephesus church, though, that God began to catch up city officials to get saved into the call of God. We have growing support and links with organisations and the council as we seek to serve our city. And I'm praying some of those officials come to know Jesus, aren't you? We're to pray for those in authority. Please do pray for me this Tuesday. I'm at Houses of Parliament with Emma Hardy having breakfast with some other MPs. Why am I doing that? Because I want to make good connection. But I also want to talk about the church and God's love for this city and how we can bring effective change. And as this church in Ephesus challenged the world view, they saw hundreds coming to know Jesus. And that's our vision and dream across the city that salvation will come. Yesterday we had our largest Alpha Away Day. People still giving their lives to follow Jesus. God is with us. He's among us. There's Andreas. There he goes. Andreas. Wave to me. The man with the very handsome beard. We baptised him and now look what God's doing. Friends, relatives coming to know Jesus. People being changed and impacted by Jesus. And the last thing about this church... It was a mobilised church. Many had been caught up in Paul's call to reach the nations around them, resulting in people like Epaphras and others being then sent out. The church in Colossae was planted. You know, I've already come from Ephesian-style church. The church I was in Brighton had this vision and impact. And it's so incredible when I go all over the world or even in the UK... I see people in the, who are part of my youth group, people in my church that are now leading churches, that are now supporting church ones right across the world. People who are sent out to Japan and Ghana and the north. And God is going to do that with us. Where's God going to send you? Well, how's God going to equip us to be a mobilised church? It's so wonderful to see over 30 flags of the nations on our walls. As we get caught up in the vision, many of us will go to the nations. Some will return back to their home nation to plant churches. It's so wonderful, our church in Dubai, which also is a church planting base. You know, somebody went back on holiday, back to Pakistan, their home nation. When they returned to Dubai, when Steve Oliver was leading the church there, he said, oh, I just wanted to let you know, we've got Gateway Church in Lahore, Pakistan. So he says, what do you mean? You've just been gone eight weeks. He says, I know, but I started sharing the gospel and calling people, and we started a church. 100 people. <laughs> 100 people in Lahore, Pakistan. A church that we have to be very careful about in terms of persecution. Look what God can do. Look at the nations around us. So wonderful, Phil Irvin's going next month to Latvia. And we're praying, aren't we? What's God saying to us? What is God doing among us? This weekend, there's four pastors. I got this photograph was taken yesterday. Look at the sun. You can see the camera on the man's shirt has been taken. These four guys, one of them is, leads our church, our regions beyond church. Uh, Shine Assem, what's it called now? Shine, Shine Ministry. Shine Church, we call it. Shine Church. Uh, there in Malawi, and there's two of those guys who were then looking to then plant again into Zomba. 
We are a part of that. We help pay for those guys to go to be trained and equipped and envisioned. Phil and Debbie's ministry is they're part of us. It's incredible how God sends people and suddenly the dots, do, the, the dots join up. We're having impact into Malawi. We're going to have impact into Latvia, even if that's just going to support a little formation of what God's beginning to do there. The University of Hull, you know, has over 100 nations in that place, many from very closed nations of the world, churches across the Middle East. What would it look like for us to baptise disciple and send back students right across the world to plant churches. Incredible. As we go to places like China, still closed often to the gospel, a lot of persecution, right across the Middle East where we already have churches that are underground, that are secretive, particularly in the Islamic nations. But what if people save people here? He's not here this morning because we haven't got the translator but we have a young man from Kurdistan who's come to know Jesus. And I'm believing for Kurdistan, for that whole region of Iraq. Why not raise up more people to then send out and plant churches? We have doctors in Hull on T1, T2 rotations. Professionals in our NHS and companies like Ricketts that come for a season. What if they got caught up in the gospel? They got saved or they came and got a vision And then as God sends them all across the country and across the world, we say, we're with you, let's plant a church with you. Part of our family of regions beyond, doing it together. We've of course already planted the River City and it was a joy to be with them last week. Last year they baptised seven people. People touched with the gospel who would never have had the opportunity unless we'd put a community up, just up on Holderness Road. God is at work. Great to see what, hear what God is doing in Long Hill. We're going for North Hull next. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be exciting. But we need to see a church community established there in North Hull. It's great to see what God is doing through the Life College, the toddler group, as we've got a community venue up there three days a week. We want to reach people, we want to support people, but ultimately, we want to see salvation come. Josh and Jen Davies are going to help lead that church, that new community in the north of Hull. I wonder, will you pray? Will you seek God? Will you join them? As elders on our elders meeting on Friday, we said, gave them permission, ask anybody you want to go with you. And at this point, people are getting very frightened. My friend might go, or I might go. But hey, we're about a mission. We're about rescuing people from the pit of hell, of pointing them to a Jesus who loves and cares for them. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to be done in joy. But it's going to be done in partnership with Jubilee as we begin to say, God, this is what you've called us to be. And with our family now and security that we're now part of in regions beyond, we have greater resources, greater prayer, greater support as we push into that. And we're looking to be that resource church that encourages ministry, sees people saved at our base at Orchard Park. 
after North Hull where? Hessel Road? That's where I'd like to go. West Hull, Latvia, East Hull again, Doncaster, Birmingham, Malawi, France, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, Bulgaria, Croatia, Monaco. I'm going to visit there next week. Maybe God will call me there. But whether we go or to stay, we have an incredible plot to play as we're called to be an apostolic people together on the move, reaching people, seeing communities transformed and impacted with the gospel. Will you step up and play your part? Will you make Jesus known here in Hull and the nations? Let's stand as we pray if the band would like to come up. I want us just for a moment just to come before God ourselves. As we think of our DNA, this is who we are. The DNA was we were planted. And we're so grateful. I hope you're grateful you're part of Jubilee if you're a member. Are you grateful? I'm grateful that I'm part of Jubilee. We want people in the years to come. So I'm so grateful that that church planted in my community, in my neighbourhood, in my nation. I got saved because I heard about Jesus from somebody who had moved in next door. We're called to go, to plant, to resource, to finance, to pray. Will you come before God? Will you even be vulnerable right now and say, God, if you want me to move or want me to be part of that new church community up on North Hull, Lord, speak to me. I'm open. I'm open to you, God. Are you willing to lay down your life for the sake of the gospel? To give him everything, as we've been saying. We exhort him. The Bible says if Jesus is lifted high, so we bring all people to himself. We want Jesus lifted high in our communities, right across this city, the world, this nation. Lord Jesus, we look to you right now. Lord, some of this is very scary for us. It's out of our comfort zone. But Lord, we thank you that you've saved us, you've rescued us. You've said you've called us to be disciples. Disciples follow you, Jesus. You've called us to preach the gospel and baptize people. That's what you've called us to, go into all the world. And Father, we say again, Lord, we want to obey you. We want to hear your voice, Lord, that you would raise us up, that we would continue to reach people where we're at in our workplace, in our neighbourhood, but also we'd look to see where next are you calling us to go. And as a church community, as we do that, in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to worship God. We're going to come before him, allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us, to impart faith to us in the mission that God's called us to. Please do go and bring your children back into the service as we continue to come before God. You say mountains can move by faith. You say you and the dead can be raised. You say Mighty and strong to save, you save.
You are the 